Hey, Wesley family, and thank you for returning and joining us once again for episode 008 of The Pursuit, the official podcast of the Taunton Wesley Foundation, where we're going to talk about all things that may come up in the life of a college student. Sometimes it's going to be specific to Tarleton, but sometimes it's not. Through each of these episodes of this podcast, we're going to talk about questions of theology that may have, be living in the lives of our students some topics of deconstruction, video games, books, movies, current events, maybe like today, even some gaming news and some things like that going on in the, in the gaming world for those of you that are interested. And, you know, a lot of times it's going to be just a whole lot of nonsense. I'm Reverend Corey Moses, pastor and director of the Wesley Foundation at Tarleton State University, and I cannot wait to jump into this episode. Each week we have a guest co-host join us on the podcast to help lead us in our topic of the day. Sometimes it's from our board of directors, sometimes it's clergy friends and colleagues of mine across the conference, sometimes it's Tarleton faculty, staff, or leaders, but today you are in for a treat um, all the way from South Canada. Joining <laughs> us uh, is the one and only James Medley, one of our alumni. James, welcome to The Pursuit. I'm glad to be here, all the way from South Canada. <laughs> I mean, I mean... Some people look at a map and see it as Jamestown, North Dakota. But let's be honest. It's South Canada. Just a James living in Jamestown. That's all I <laughs> Did you move to a town of your namesake just so you could say you live in your, a town named after you? Honestly, that was an afterthought. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was like, oh, my people are like, you know your name is James? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're not wrong. But that was not on my mind at all when I moved yeah, up Yeah, you, you need to come up with a much better story than that. Yeah, so uh, James uh, happened to be coming down to this part of the world and leave the snow. Yes, he's already getting snow in Jamestown this weekend. Uh, left the snow to come down to Texas for a wedding and just extended his stay and decided that he was going to go ahead and, and spend a few days in the big city of Stephenville, America and catch up with us and some other folks. James has been very active at the Wesley and, and very active still in our our online gaming group and plays with us most nights. He just donated some some gaming equipment and things to the Wesley. So if you're listening and you're you're at on campus and you're like, man, I wish I had an Xbox I could play. Well, the Wesley now has one and a PlayStation Five. Although James didn't donate that PlayStation. No, 5. that was that was all right here. I ain't got that PlayStation Five money. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if James had the money to buy a PlayStation Five, it would be going to his place in South Canada, not not to the Wesley. Um, but. At any rate, James, welcome to The Pursuit. We're glad you're here, buddy. I'm glad I'm here. So, let's start, James. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you and why are you here? So, I'm James Medley. Um, I was a, oh, I was kind of involved with the Wesley from my, what, junior year, you would say? Uh, it was a couple of years. Yeah. And you so, were living with Trent. Yeah, I, so Trent was the one that introduced me. He was like, hey, come to this cookout. So we went, I think we ate barbecue at your house. Yes, Labor Day barbecue. And we played, uh, was it a game of good, a game for good Christians? Yeah. Which is like, <laughs> you know, a biblically cards against humanity type game, kind of. Was that the, was that the year that we played the, um, we never played test this game? Or was that a different year? Was Joel there when you went? No, so that was a different. I don't think I went to that, but okay. I heard great things about that. Everybody hated that so, game. So when we played the game, uh, game for good Christians, it was that same night or evening, whatever, whatever time it was, where there was a card and Trent was reading it, and it was Malachi. He's like Malachi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody stops. Malachi. Malachi. There was another name that someone messed up too, but I can't remember. What, but yeah, I remember Malachi. Was it was it Ezekiel? Oh, Ezekiel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was me that did that. I don't remember who did that. As a man. pastor, I have failed my students. They call it Malachi and Ezekiel. <laughs> anyway, keep going. But, uh, yeah, and so, like, from there, it was, like, yeah, free food. And I was, like, yeah, he's not a bad guy. Like, that depends on the day. And then, so, I came, and I enjoyed the... Like, all the people here, because it wasn't like every other church experience I went to in Stephenville. In, in what way? Talk a little bit more about that. Um, I got more of, like, personal connection between people, because okay. a lot of the churches here were just, like, so big, and it's like, it was, like, a hassle. Like, you had to go through, like, an interview process to get involved. I'm like, wow, really? This is, like, ridiculous. Like, I just want to be involved. I don't want to be a background check. I swear, like, I'm not a criminal, but, like, this is a little ridiculous if I want to help out a church. 
Yeah. But, but you uh, didn't grow up Methodist. No, so I I grew up Catholic. Okay. And and uh, my grandmother would probably she calls me and like my dad like falling like that like is a is a joke not like right being serious. And I, I'll take her to church every now and then when I'm down in East Texas now. But yeah, I don't actively go to Catholic church. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so then I got involved. I remember I, I showed up pretty regularly, and you were like, "Hey, like we need someone to run slides." So then I kind of ran slides and did some tech aspects of the Wesley. And then I think my senior year, I did help out with freshman Bible study. Yeah, you were on our leadership team for a couple of years. Sorry to all the freshmen involved that year. Yeah. Know what they thought? Oh, I don't know. Dylan turned out all right, I guess. <laughs> so, so my favorite event that happened while you were at the Wesley, you've got to tell the squirrel story. Oh, you mean the Kool Aid Man? <laughs> Dude, I don't even remember. I don't remember what I was doing at the Wesley. You were probably just taking oh, a nap. No, I was. I was taking a nap, and next thing you know, I just hear like something like running around. The room, and I'm like, what the heck? I wake up, and I'm actually on the couch right over there next to where the hole in the wall was. And I look up, and there's a hole in the wall now. And then there's just, there was, I think the squirrel was just like chewing on the same, like, it's the love seat across from the couch yeah. that I was sleeping on. It's the same style. I look up, and he's just chewing up on the armrest, and I was like, and didn't he knock over the sign that knocked over the TV? Yeah, he knocked over something. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, yeah, it made our already kind of old school TV kind of demolished it. I think that was all the reason why yeah. we got the TV, wasn't it? Yes, that's why we got the oh, new TV. Yeah, so I remember I was trying to get this thing out. I didn't want to <laughs> kill it because I didn't want it to look like a murder scene in the West, so that'd go over real good. You know, I'd wash it out real easy this carpet. So, yeah, I think I took, like, the, not everything the, we had. We had, like, a the, the uh, tri- not the tri- uh, the bifold sign. Yeah, yeah, the A-frame. Yeah, the A-frame sign. And I, like, cut off the hallway, <laughs> and then I cut off the entrance to the kitchen, so that way when it got crowded out, it would just go out the back door. <laughs> I'm crying. And then, and then I just started chasing it around in the Wesley Media Room to get it out, <laughs> which, at one point, it was, like, nesting in one of the couches, and eventually got it out. And, like, I think Victoria walked in and caught the tail end of it, and she's like, what is going on? I think, and she caught it right when I had the squirrel coming out and like getting out of the building. And she's like, "Oh my god, like it's a little much, don't you think?" But yeah, yeah. So I came in from a meeting, or I had coffee with a student, or whatever. And there's this this lane of stuff, yeah, making a a, a, a walkway from the the door to the media room to the exterior door. And I was like. I'm trying to process this, and I'm thinking, what has happened you in know, this building? What we should do is be like, are fatheads still a thing? Am I that old? Are fat head, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, so we should get a fathead, the Kool-Aid man, just to put it on the people are like, oh, yeah. People like walk in, they're like, why is there a fat man, Kool-Aid, fathead, it's not fat man, I'm sorry, fathead, Kool-Aid man over yeah. there. Like, well, you see, we had an incident with a squirrel. Yeah, so, <laughs> so shortly after that, we were in the pandemic. Nobody was in the building, and I've still got to get this hole fixed. Yep. So I, I contacted a, a contractor, handyman. I was like, hey, I need I need to fix this. But it smelled terrible. Yeah. And so I come over here, and I, I start cutting a bigger hole. Because he was going to have to cut a hole anyway to fix yeah. it. Dude, there were... There were skeletal remains of three squirrels in that I wall. don't doubt it. Dude, remember, you could be up here at like night. And like, if you're just chilling in the room, you just hear like, you, th- you know, people just think it was ghosts. I'm like, no, dude, there's like I had, squirrels living in the ceiling. I had two masks on because it, it was a pandemic. I had yeah. two of them on and I was still gagging from the smell <laughs> of those dead squirrels. But we finally got the, <laughs> the opening on the roof. It wasn't a hole. It was just where the two pitches met. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, it's funny because I was like, I was listening for it last night, and I meant to ask you about that. No, nah, we put some of that. Uh, like spray foam? Um, yeah, the, the what do they call it? The, uh, expanding foam? Yeah, thank you. Expanding foam. We, we, we found where they were getting in, and we put that expanding foam in there. We, we really haven't had a problem with that since. But that that is yeah. by far <laughs> one of my favorite stories to tell about the Wesley is James Medley taking a nap on the couch, and a squirrel jumps through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. Yeah. Which is so. the same couch I tried to take a nap on last night, but it didn't work <laughs> out. Well, good. Anything else about you or why you're at the Wesley or anything else you want to talk about? So, yeah. and then So, I graduated in May of 20, which we all know how great of a year that oh, yeah. was. You know, high to COVID. The first height, not the second <laughs> Yeah. 
And, man, I'm not going to lie. It made that last year or that last semester of college kind of, like, weird. Oh, no doubt. Because, like, I was doing the capstone project. And then we it was we were working with a very, like, low-tech company. They were not great with, like, electronic, like, you know, like, doing Zoom stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a hassle trying to get them, like, like right. a, um, um, acquainted with yeah, that yeah. kind of technology. And so I made an A. Like, I don't know if they ever actually used the stuff that, like, because we made, like, we designed a whole new fixture for them because it was a firearms company. And so we made a bunch of different stuff for them to look at. And, like, it would have increased their production by, like, 70%. Or no, yeah. no. Um, it would have, oh, no, it actually would have increased their production 75%. Like, literally, they were taking, like, one frame for, like, a Derringer pistol. One here. And then the next machine it would go into, they had to make eight here before they could run one cycle here. Oh my goodness. Which is kind of like, it's kind of dumb. So we made it where they could run eight here and eight here. So, like, once this got done, you just take all of them here, put them over here, and then mm-hmm. run it once, and then keep running this. So, did they do it? I don't know. I kind of, <laughs> it, was, it was kind of an interesting operation. Yeah. Um, and then, and I had a lot of other classes that were like lab intensive. That, yeah. Like, I had a well design class, which was a fun class until COVID came. <laughs> and then, like, my professor, like, he was so ticked off. He's like, well, I guess we're just going to have to, like, do, like, well estimating because I don't, Unless everyone's got welders at home, which he's like, I doubt it. And I'm like, we're not just, we're just not even gonna do that because that's gonna yeah. be, yeah, that'd be that would be hard. So we just kind of like estimating welds and like <laughs> we were like every, I mean, it's pretty bad with the professors already kind of ticked off about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. But I will say, I think Tarleton handled COVID well. I agree. As far as doing like online school, like yeah, it could have been way worse than what it was. But yeah, I mean, it was probably better for the incoming freshmen that next semester because they had it more handled. Not saying they didn't have it, but it was. I mean, it was. They had I mean, it kind of down. Yeah, it, it was. I think it was as smooth as it. Could. I mean, I, I think I think it was as smooth as it could be. Oh, definitely. Like, well, it's like I said earlier, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Then, you know, from there, I graduated, and it took me about nine months to find like an actual job. Um, so I worked with my dad working on cars, and then you know, uh, I kind of hated it. Uh, it was it was a way to pay my bills in the meantime. Um, and that's when I kind of experienced like my first anxiety attack. I was like, none, nothing's going the way I want it to go. Yeah. And then, you know, afterwards I Googled it and it said it's pretty normal for my age. I was like, okay, cool. Oh, you know, I'm is. not going insane. Um, and so then I finally got a job working for a firearms company, um, Shadow Systems in Plano, Texas. <laughs> Wasn't a bad company. And it was like, it was very like, there was a lot going on. Because I think like before I got hired, it was a small company and they just made kits. They didn't make like full firearms. Like you buy the kit and do it yourself kind of thing. Yeah. And then when I got there, they went from like ten employees, like two to three hundred. Oh wow! Span of like a year. Wow! And so they were having like major growing pains. Yeah. And like I was trying to help where I could, but it wasn't not it was not going well. They weren't uh, upper management didn't know how to handle it well. And like I'm big on feedback. I'll give feedback, but like if you don't want to listen to my feedback, but then want to complain about mm-hmm. it's there's yeah. all these issues. I'm like I'm gonna go elsewhere. That's like, right. And so from there, I went and worked for an automatic door company, which that sounds super exciting compared to the firearm <laughs> company, but it was interesting because I worked more on, we made parts for assembly. So I ran a lot of machines, made a lot of different parts. It's insane. The amount of uh, plasticware parts you would go through on an automatic door. Like, and they had it down to a science. Like They knew, like, this roller made out of white Delrin plastic is good for 6,000... Opening. Well, I don't know. That's the actual number, but like they had, right, right, right. like, in every automatic door in the facility had like a counter on it. So they had each different style of door scattered throughout the facility. Oh wow! And then each one had a counter above it. <laughs> and like they weren't like changing them. They were trying to see how long it would go before the door actually oh, okay. broke down, and then they would go through and change it out. And then they would like count quality like, control. They would go through and like update, which they had a whole test room where it was nothing but like automatic door mockups. Oh wow! And like they had a little device that would just go in and out. <laughs> like, but and it was a cool company it was just it was small and, yeah. well I say small it was a couple hundred people and they were growing too they were kind of their growing pains weren't as bad as the previous company but then I was like I was really wanting to get in aerospace I was wanting to make aerospace money you know mm-hmm. and so then I kept applying up north because it seemed like up north I was hearing back pretty quick and eventually I landed a job at Collins Aerospace in Jamestown North Dakota yeah, and you just recently moved your cousin up there to live with you and work at the same company. Yep, he's been up there for two months now. He, matter of fact, he called me yesterday and said, hey, I'm after having truck to work because we're supposed to get, like, 
10 to 15 inches of snow. I was like, holy cow. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't snowing when he left for work. He said it started snowing after he got to work. I was like, well, that's oh, kind of yeah. nice. So the wow. roads will probably be clear by the time he gets off. But yeah, so wow. I'll fly in the snow. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> um, interesting. But yeah, and then like what I do there is we make all the cargo systems for, well, we make our own proprietary uh, cargo system. It's it's all like it's kind of automated. It's joystick operated. Oh, nice! And there's it's like it only takes two people to do it. One guy operates joystick. The other guy just kind of makes sure it doesn't run and stuff. And you work nights. I work nights. And then next year that may not be the case, but you know. Okay. But uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. It's Good. it's it's a lot of there's a lot of acronyms in aerospace, and I'm still not <laughs> quite there. Someone will say something. I was like, "What's that stand for?" And I like blurt it out. I'm like, "Oh, and like, oh, you're you're relatively new, aren't you?" I was like, "Yeah." Not there yet. <laughs> but yeah, and I've enjoyed it, dude. Oh, dude. And like the highs right now are like, well, right now they're like, highs are like 40s or lows or in the teens, but I, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Yeah. I do enjoy the cooler weather. I'm excited that the weather finally is taking a turn here in Texas as of recording. It's just now starting to cool down a little bit. So glad. It has been nice this whole entire time I've been down here. Yeah. I will admit. Good. Well, if you if you've listened to any episodes of our podcast, I don't think we did the first the first one or two, but most episodes we've kind of settled into this routine of of using these pod deck cards uh, because I think they just they just offer some great conversation for us and and they're just they're just kind of interesting and get to know us a little bit better. And so, James, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start by drawing a card for you. Uh, and then we're just going to, you're going to answer it, and we're going to talk about it. Let's see. Okay. I'm going to do this one. All right. Interview deck. Okay. okay, here's a good one. All right. If you had to delete all but three apps from your phone, which ones would you keep? Now, I'm assuming, like, phone, text, and email. Like, your, your like apps the basic that come functions with the phone, of the phone. Like, off-limit. Yeah. Those are fine. You're basically, yeah. like, you're talking about, like, Facebook, all those Secondary. Yeah, I think so. Oh wow! Um, I'm trying to think of like the apps I use the most on my phone. Okay, I would probably Amazon. Oh, it's not not Amazon like the shopping app, but the like Prime, uh, the, the Prime Video, the Kindle app. Oh, okay, I yeah, do a lot more reading. like reading, reading and audiobooks. So I'd keep that. Um, because that has. Because I can pull the stuff I have on Audible through Kindle, I, I believe. So that way I get all that stuff in one app. Um, I don't really want to say Facebook, but I'm an addict for Facebook. <laughs> um, I go on there and look at stuff I can't even afford. Okay. But yeah, we'll just we'll do we'll do Facebook as far as like having one social media platform to keep up okay. with people. So Facebook and then Amazon Kindle. And then I heard three apps. Yeah. You pulling up your phone? Well, I'm, not, I'm trying to like. I'm really trying to think of like what all I use. Yeah. Um, because I don't play a whole lot of games on my phone. Um, shoot. Oh, you know what? Probably just. Uh, I have a light novel reader. Okay. Thing, which, if anyone knows what a light novel is, basically what eventually turns into a manga, and then a manga eventually turns into an anime. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, for me, man, I think my my probably my three most used apps out of all of them is going to be Google, IMDb, and probably TikTok. Really, IMDb? Well, yeah, because every time I'm watching something, I'm like, oh, I recognize that person. What were they in? Okay. Or, oh, yeah, okay, I can see that. Or or my, when I'm scrolling through TikTok, it's all TV show clips or movie clips. And I'm like, ooh, what was that movie? That looks good. And so then I'm going to IMDb because now IMDb is updated to where when you look up something on IMDb, it also tells you what streaming platform you can watch it on. So then I'm immediately going to that platform and adding it to yeah. my watch list. I'm saying thing like, you know, I bit the bullet and downloaded TikTok. <laughs> I barely use it. Yeah, I don't. I don't use it that much, but um, like I think I prefer the like. Facebook reel. And I don't know. If, yeah. I don't, I don't think. I don't want of course, to say a lot of the, age, the same thing. The age coming out. Maybe. It's. It is the same thing. It's like I'm already got one app that I can do all this other stuff in, which all TikTok is is 
Yeah. It's basically just Vine, which it's I think the new I Vine better, but that's what Well, it's so funny because my wife will not download TikTok. Um, but she's always sending me Instagram reels of TikTok videos I've seen two weeks before. <laughs> well, we don't want to sell our information to China. Or, you know, but yeah, no, like... I downloaded it because I was like, because a lot of people were sending me stuff through TikTok. And I got tired of going through the link and then having yeah. to go through Safari. Yeah. So, yeah, I basically just have TikTok for that. Just when, like, you or Eric and y'all, like, send me <laughs> stuff, I can just go to the app and pull it up in my messages. Yeah. But, oh, that's pretty good. And then I got a bunch of guys at work that send me stuff. There's some pretty creative folks on, on TikTok. And what were the, what were the other two again? Um, Google and IMDb. Couldn't you just do Google through Safari? Uh, maybe I'm just thinking this. Think about this. I don't. Safari, I, I'm, like, I'm deleting Safari. What do you mean you delete Safari? I, I can only keep three apps other than. But phone. Safari's part of your base apps that come on your phone. Well, I mean, I, I okay. Maybe I mean I'm probably like thinking about this way. Yeah. Way too in depth. I was kind of just thinking, other than the basic function of the phone, phone text, uh, email. Okay. What three apps would you? Well, keep? dang, that sucks. I'm not even worried about having internet. <laughs> Oh, listen, I know people that are like, you know what, I'm kind of over a smartphone. I'm just going to go back to a flip phone. Yeah, but it costs more to have a flip phone, I think, now because of the plan, doesn't it? No. Because you're not going to be having data and all that kind of stuff, I don't think. I could be wrong. Yeah. All right, well, draw a card for me. All right. Do this choice. You know what, let's do Would You Rather, because I haven't heard this one come up on the podcast a lot since I've been listening. Okay. Okay. Uh oh. Okay. So, would you rather wear a onesie twenty four seven for a year or a horse head costume for a month straight? Ooh, a onesie for a year. <laughs> what? Or a horse head costume for a straight month? Who's coming up with these cards? I don't know. I'm sitting here thinking like the onesie you could just wear like. Under your clothes, like you do the- Yeah, but think about how much work that's going to be when you got to go to the bathroom. I mean, it'd be nice in wintertime at least. <laughs> better, yeah, but you got to strip down completely to but go to the bathroom. But then you got to wear a horse head costume for, for a, a month. month straight. So we're talking a month. That means you got to sleep, eat, poop <laughs> with a horse head <laughs> costume on. Let's get horse oh. in here. <laughs> that's a tough one, man. I mean. They're both, they're both inconvenient in different ways. Yeah. Um, one is a more manageable inconvenience. <laughs> Which one would that be? Well, one is only a month, and one is a f- for a solid year. But are we talking like I'm not allowed to take it off even to like go to bed and stuff like that? Well, here's the other thing too. Do you get to pick the month, or is the month choose? <laughs> Could you imagine, like, all right, we got to wear this for the month of Christmas, and you got to take all your family Christmas photos with this horse. <laughs> I'd rather do that than wear it in July. Oh, that would suck, especially down here. Yeah. yeah. In fact, that kind of that'd be some pretty dope Christmas. <laughs> you give me an idea for our family Christmas card now. So, so you're saying horse head? I'm gonna go with the horse head for the month of December. No, no, the month of November, so that we can get Christmas cards out. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're thinking ahead. There you go. And I gotta go Thanksgiving wear horse head costume. <laughs> I would probably do the horse head costume too, um, just because it's only a month, man. Yeah, and the onesies for a year. I mean, it'd be nice in North Dakota, but like even in the summer, we get kind of hot. And here's the thing: neither one of those scenarios says anything about washing said clothing item. So I'd rather spend a month in a dirty, sweaty horse head than a year in a onesie. Like you couldn't take it off ever? I guess not. You'd have to bathe in that thing. Everything. Yeah, no, I'd rather wear the horse head mask. Yeah, man. A month straight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's rough. All right. I'm going to go with what the heck for you. All right. All right. That'd yeah. be a good one. Um, okay. Here's an interesting question. Okay. If you could have anything named after you, what would you want it to be? Anything? Other than the the, the town where you live. <laughs> hmm. Well, it depends on what approach you want to take to this. Is it something that's only going to be remembered for like a week? <laughs> or is it something that's going to be remembered for like... I, 
It says, if you could have anything named after you, what would you want it to be? That's kind of hard. Um, <laughs> let's see. I don't want it to be a piece of technology. I think in terms of like, I don't know, a, a burger on a menu or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking of the squirrel now. We can do a <laughs> burger called The Medley, and it's got peanuts on it. Or no. Or, uh, <laughs> or, or Okay, so this is the thing. Like, we'll With the side of Kool-Aid? Yeah, this, is, this is something that they do in North Dakota. They put peanut butter on a lot of things. Up north, really? Discovered. Um, they use it as a sauce on like a specialty pizza. Interesting. It's not bad. Um, I eat two slices of it, and I'm like, all right, yeah, that's enough for me. It's not bad. It's not something I want to eat regularly. Or they'll yeah. put it like on burgers, and they put it on toast. So, like when you order breakfast in North Dakota, at least in Jamestown, that was okay. if you order toast with your breakfast, they send you like one of those little like to-go Jiffy cups, yeah. to put on your toast. And I mean, honestly, I'm about it. No, I, I get the peanut butter toast. That's that's kind I'm of normal. It. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I put it on my waffles already. So, it's like, so thank you. I said something about putting I, peanut butter on waffles. And I got roasted so hard. Yeah, just like peanut butter. Uh, Pour a little syrup on top. I'll do like a little bit of chocolate chips, and I'll just eat it without like Man. syrup and eat it on the go. Man. Man. I, 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 heard, was it, I don't know if it was Brett or Matthew, but I remember that discussion. Throwing so much shade at me for putting peanut butter I on my waffle. Looked at you like they were looking. Yeah, they just were like, what? Yeah. It's like the same conversation when I said the best thing is dipping your french fries in a, a milkshake. Oh, yeah, because they didn't, yeah. Yeah. Which I don't hardly ever do that. I don't hardly It's don't so good, though. Because you get the salty and the sweet. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I've enjoyed the times I've done it. Most of the time, I just get ice cream, though. Yeah. yeah that's fair. I don't know. So, so you, could, you, could get a, <laughs> you could get something on a menu. It's the medley combo. The medley. <laughs> and it, it comes with a Kool-Aid for a drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's going to be grape Kool-Aid, because I don't want that fruit punch Kool-Aid. It's going to be grape Kool-Aid. <laughs> And then you're going to get a burger with peanut butter. With peanut butter, yeah. It's going to be crunchy peanut butter. So do you know the burger place up here in uh, Bluffdale? Bluffdale? I forget what it's called. Jasper's. It's right on the edge. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. They have a burger that has peanut butter and jelly on it. I would try it. It's supposed to be pretty good. It'd just be like a peanut butter jelly sandwich with a you know a third pound beef <laughs> patty or, you know, or, or half pound or whatever they serve there. Yeah, man. Maybe I should go to Grumps and be like, hey... <laughs> Y'all got any peanut butter back there? Y'all got any peanut butter and some jelly? <laughs> Keep the queso off of it because that ain't gonna mix well. <laughs> That's right. not going to mix well. But yeah, I guess, I don't know. Just something simple, I guess. Okay. Uh, I was thinking like a statue or something. I was like, I don't want a statue of myself. <laughs> like, like, what kind of pose would I be in? But, like, yeah, no. no All right. Simple. All right, draw a card for me. Okay, so we do what the heck. You know what? I'll do a what the heck for you. All right. So back in high school, uh -oh. what was the strangest thing someone could find in your locker? <laughs> so we didn't. I didn't really use my locker in high school. I didn't really either, unless it was like my. So uh, I just carried everything in my backpack okay, so or my was, pockets. What was the weirdest thing in your backpack? A yo-yo. A yo-yo. Yeah, yeah, I always had a yo-yo with me. They had like a yo-yos had a resurgence in like oh, yeah. junior high. And like, I remember that being a thing. I remember I was like, I was at the time, I was just like, I asked my dad, like, hey, I got a yo-yo. Like, every other kid's got a yo-yo. Oh, he's like, man, I got that kind of money right now. <laughs> I'm like, my, my dad is, like, tight financially. Like, we were never, like, broke. He was just like, no, we ain't got time for that, you know? Yeah. No, it was it was definitely, uh, no, like, in between classes, me and my buddy, we were always just walking around with our yo-yos out and yo-yoing and trying. trying to do all the walk the dog trick and Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Around the world. Or you could, like, and there's people that spend big money on yo-yo. Oh, I had one that would light up, man. Or, like, you had the ones, like, oh, yeah, mine's made out of, like, real mahogany. I'm like, dude, who cares? It's, <laughs> it's going to roll down and up the same way that my plastic one from Walmart. That's right. Um, That's right, man. Yeah, I'm at six. I, you know what I think about? I, I used to, I did use my locker in, like, junior high. But it's kind of because you had to. Um, I'm thinking, like, the locker I used the most was my athletic locker. Yeah. And, oh, no. What did you have in there? Well, like, dude, I had, like, my whole freaking closet in that thing. Or, <laughs> like, I, I kept all my textbooks in there. And, yeah. And, like, mind you, the field house that our locker room was in was, like, an 
te- completely different building off camp. Well, it was on campus, but it was a walk. So I kept all my books in there and stuff because I had my locker jury rigged so like you didn't have to have the combination. Yeah. That's the thing that messed me up on the lockers in the high school was that I could never get my comp. I, I knew the combination, but I could never get the thing to work right for me. Mm-hmm. And I would just get frustrated and sit there and I'd just pull yeah. the door and <laughs> someone had to come assist me. Um, I don't know. I had like a bunch of like, I had different things than what you would think most people would have in their locker. Like I brought my own, I brought my own towels. Because I did not care for like the thin white towels. Oh, yeah, and all scratchy and itchy. And like, wow. it, it, like uh, you dry yourself for like two minutes and it's soaking wet. Mm-hmm. So we used to, I used to bring my own towels. Uh, I never used the shampoo and stuff that they provided because it was like that four in one stuff. They and, provided and that, shampoo. Yeah, yeah, we were I guess high class a little bit. Wow. And at that age, I already knew they're like, hey, don't use four in one shampoo. You know. <laughs> Why ain't nothing wrong with no four in one? <laughs> I'm just telling you to every guy and gal out there, do not use a two in one shampoo and conditioner. You want a shampoo bottle? No, and a no, no, no. I'm all about the three in one. Your hair will be feeling much better. Your hair will thank you. That I'm way. all about the three in one, man. Oh my god, you be my dad. Six in one, man. I can wash the, everything. The the gentleman's Jack Citrus. Oh, it's got god. the orange scent to it. Man. Do you really use a three in one? Yeah, I use three in one. Christ, I guess I'm. Timing. <laughs> Well, I guess when you get this amount of hair, you know, three and one doesn't cut it. Right now, Matthew's head is exploding because he he made fun of me for using a three and one. God. I'm not disappointed. I'm actually not even surprised. Honestly. You shouldn't be. It's all about efficiency, man. Efficiency. Efficiency. So. Efficiency. So yeah, I guess I didn't really have weird things. I just had like abnormal things, like things you wouldn't think a high school or a junior high kid would have. Like you think, oh, like this is way more reasonable than I thought it was going to be. That's why it was weird. <laughs> yeah, this is normal. All right. Well, before we hop into our topic of the day, James, let's let's talk some spare time. I know you like to read. I know you like to play video games. You like to watch movies from time to time, and maybe some anime here and there. So, what do you? What are you doing in your spare time? What are you reading, playing, watching, any and all of the above? So right now, um, I'm not like, well, I'm, I'm physically reading a lot of things, but I've been, I, re- I was listening to an audiobook on the way up here. Yeah. Which now the uh, title of it is escaping me. But essentially, it's a series. I think this is the third book in the series. And it's, it's like a system universe, so it's like, it's kind of nerdy. Um, so this guy, is, this power comes to Earth and... Gives everyone like a system, so they all have like a stat system, and they can fight monsters and whatnot to level up. Okay. So like the story starts out like halfway through the, they call it the beginner trial. So they have to go through this whole trial, and once they get to the end of the trial, then like the the beginning of the game actually starts, I guess. Kind okay. Of so this guy he goes in to like save someone, and like this uh, wizard chick that's with them goes with them, and they're gonna portal out once they get these people. Mm-hmm. So like he gets everyone out, and then he gets portaled. And then, but the, he gets trapped in the portal because she doesn't have enough magic. And so he ends up just floating in the void for we don't know how long. Yeah. And then he shows up in this other world and he ends up making friends with this rabbit. Okay. And this rabbit is like, you know, when, when it's all said and done, the rabbit's like the same level he is. And we're talking like level 50. And yeah. it's like an overpowered rabbit that's his companion. <laughs> and they just go around like they're just doing like crazy stuff. And I was like, okay. It's, it's a, it's a lighthearted listen. So, um, well, do you have the title and author for the listeners that may be interested? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Let's go to Audible. So, this is... Um, <coughs> oh, this, so this is Trials of Sidaria. I, I think I'm pronouncing it. Trials of Sidaria. It's a systems universe story by Sunrise CV. Okay. And the vocal, the guy that does, like, the, uh, uh, the, the narration yeah. isn't bad. Um, okay. I mean, it's not like the greatest thing written on earth. Well, let me just preface that. But it's lighthearted. It's one of those things where I don't have to like actively listen. Like I can pick up. Um, but as far as um, stuff I'm watching, I started watching House of Dragon, and I'm trying oh, to yeah, like, yeah. binge it. So I'm kind of behind on uh, that front. Like everyone else, I'm sure everyone else has already watched it, but I'm just now watching it, and it's kind of interesting. I'm enjoying it. Um, the fact that there's more time, like. With dragons on the screen, it's kind of neat because yeah. you don't really see them a whole lot in the original Game of Thrones. And uh, yeah, it's 
kind of, you know, it's just like Game of Thrones. It's all over the place. Um, oh, yeah. And then, as far as hobbies, recently I've really got back into um, playing. Like, not like, I, I play games you know, pretty regularly, but, like, making time to, like, play, like, new games. Yeah. Like, I used to, dude, I was going back and playing games that I've been playing for, like, the last 15 years. You know, like, I go back and play Fallout 3, and I probably got, like, Oh man, that's a I great game. I probably got a thousand hours in that game, which is ridiculous <clears throat> to think about. It's a great game. Uh, and just go back and play these older games, and they're just now getting to the point where they're coming out with some decent games I want to play. Where like I've been playing a lot more Cyberpunk since they fixed it. Yeah, I've played a little bit of Starfield, which we'll be talking about later. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's kind of got me like and me and my cousin Parker were talking about. It. It's like it's really kind of like revamped our like one. To be interested in games again, because like okay. I was getting to the point where I was like, "Man, do I even want my my console anymore?" Yeah, I understand. You know, so I'm kind of glad that there's been a resurgence of this stuff coming out. Well, and that's that's what I love about Game Pass, and especially the cloud gaming. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it is time for our topic of the day. And James and I, we, we sat down and started talking, you know, what, about ideas for this podcast and for this episode. And, you know, I kind of thought we'd just, we'd just kind of spend some time talking about some highlights of gaming news. You know, that's kind of where you and I both live. I kind of I geek out on gaming news a little bit from time to time. And, and I, I found, you know, as I was thumbing through the IGN website, I found these three articles, James, that I thought would be really interesting for us to talk about. The first one is, you know, anybody that's in the gaming world that is involved with Apex Legends knows that there's a big event coming. Tuesday is the download, Season 19 of Apex Legends. And there's a few big things coming with this legend, this legend, this season. There's there's a new legend that's coming. They're, they're bringing in cross-progression, so... You have one account across... This, uh, Cross main platforms, whereas right now it's you have to have a different account. That's right. So, like for example, I have Apex on my Xbox and on my Switch, but it's two different accounts. It's two different accounts, yeah. and so I'm like level seven on the Switch. But then you're, you're a higher level on Xbox. Well, right? I'm a higher level. That doesn't prestige. mean I'm good. That just means I've played it a lot since it just means game been playing since season zero. So, and it's it's been I've actually uninstalled the game a few times because it's it's just that community make gets so toxic sometimes. It can, yeah. But, you know, the big thing, the big thing, we've got a new legend, Conduit. Now, I don't keep, I don't have the brain capacity to keep up with all of the backstory and the lore of the Apex world. But if I'm not mistaken, Conduit is the child from the future of Lifeline and Octane, I believe. She interesting. She is the first Filipino legend who was a, a huge fan of Apex Games before she decided to step into the arena. She's a support legend with a focus on healing shields. Yeah. Um, and here's just kind of breakdown of her ability. So, so those of you who don't know, all Apex Legends characters have three types of abilities. They have a passive ability that just it, it happens as you play the game. It doesn't take you. It doesn't. You don't have to do it from yourself yeah. by clicking a button. It's just. It's For example, Bangalore's passive ability is: if someone shoots at her, she immediately gets a burst to run faster to get away. Uh, you don't have to do anything. Yeah, that's right. So her passive, uh, Conduit's passive, is called Save Your Speed. Uh, Conduit gets a speed burst when she's facing her teammates' direction, um, who are out of her tacticals range. So, uh, so in other words, if you're caught in the storm trying to get out and I'm facing you when you're running away and I'm playing conduit, I will be able to run faster to catch up with you. Which is handy. It is handy. Especially when you're, if you're recording, you just run off. I get distracted by the lure of the loot boxes. Um, you never know where that purple backpack's going to end up. Then her tactical ability is called Radiant Transfer. Uh, She provides temporary shield regeneration for herself and her teammates. The temporary shields only regen up to three shield bars, and the regen can be paused if the player with the effect gets damaged. The regen and temporary shields deplete after a few seconds. So it's not really regening the shields. It's just boosting them for a second. 
which is nice because like you could use it in a situation where if you're like in a close, well, actually a long engagement, well, it'd be more like close quarters combat. Or if you hit, have like an airstrike land on you, like Bangor's airstrike mm-hmm. or Gibraltar's airstrike. Yeah, then you just drop that thing. And you just wait for your teammate's shields to deplete out, and then you could put your ability in. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a life saving skill. At yeah. least that's nice. And then her ultimate, and this is the big one, the big ability for all. It's called Energy Barricade. She throws out seven shield gen devices that are thrown into a line that can cover a large or small amount of space depending on your environment. The devices will pulse and connect, slowing and damaging enemies 10 ticks per second when they're in the pulse range. So, James, first thoughts on Conduit. I think she's really playable. I mean, Apex really needs a lot more support characters. I think it's the category we're kind of, we're, we don't have a lot as much of, because like, yeah. plenty of skirmishers, you get plenty of uh, just assault. And then was it defense? Mm-hmm. Plenty of defense, really. So like, really, you just need, we need support. Cause, and then they're going to rework Lifeline, which will help, I think, well, that's not until season 20, I guess. But, no, I think we need another support character. I think it'll be nice, because it's, her shield regen is a life-saving ability. It doesn't, like, uh, refill them permanently, but it's it's better than, like, Watson's, where you have to have the ult to recharge shields. Yeah. It's such a slow charge with hers. It really is. So could you imagine if you had Watson and her own team? That'd be kind of handy. Um, but, yeah, no, I think it'll be a good fit. Like, You know, you could almost play a whole three-person squad of all support now. Because you could do... Watson, Conduit, and Newcastle? <laughs> yeah, you could. Or throw a Mirage in there. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't know. As far as, like, I'm glad to bring in another support character. I kind of want to see what they're going to do with the Lifeline rework. I think that the big thing I've been hearing is they're getting rid of the care package. Well, and her her healing drone will follow her now. Yeah, and that's how it was in Apex Mobile, which, <laughs> rip. <laughs> rip. <laughs> The uh, Apex we were actually good at. Yeah, yeah, the one where I, I think I got up to platinum or something like that. I can't. I mean, I wasn't even trying, but yeah, because in there, if you put the healing drone down, it would attach to whoever was closest to it or whoever had the lowest health, and would fall around until they got fully healed. Yeah. So what's happening? I think, and you know, we, we may have just lost a bunch of listeners on this episode, but we'll <laughs> we'll see. But um, I think what because they shut down Apex Mobile. Yeah. And I think what they're doing is they're like. You know, we've already done all this work on Apex Mobile. Can we just patch it over to take the things Apex? that were in it that were good that people liked and put it over in the console? Because the hard version. work's already been done. The well, animation's think, been done. The coding's been done. We just got to patch it over. Well, there were so many things that people like on console. Like, well, how come this isn't in console, but it's on right. the mobile version? Right. Or vice, you know, vice versa. But yeah, I think it, it'd be a good opportunity. I mean, the sorry, the, the info's there. They just have yeah. to get it to console, PC, whatever. Yeah. So, other changes for Season 19. Um, the Stormpoint map is coming back. Uh, apparently, the planet Gaia was hit by a major storm that damaged the infrastructure of Stormpoint, uh, if you want to keep up with all of that. Uh, but there's several new points of interest on the map. Uh, the devastated coast now lives where Fish Farm was, and Watson's pylon replaces the space between Stormcatcher and Launchpad. And... The best thing to happen to Apex Legends in season nineteen. No more prowlers. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the most annoying. You, you know, you're running away, you got three teams chasing you down next And now you got it's a the dog prowler that gets you. Yeah. And I think uh you said the the, uh, the storm chaser. That yeah. Part of, that's the part of map where we always end up like right. falling off the map because we jump and it's yeah. like, oh, oh Well, we by we you mean you. Shut up. <laughs> Where you're like, oh, it's okay to jump here. It's like, oh, I'm dead. My bad. Um, they're, they're making some changes to the rank system. Uh, apparently, when you reach the top of a rank tier, you're presented with a promotion trial, and you'll have the chance to earn your new rank if you complete the trial. If you fail, you'll be given another chance once you work your way back up to the top. That's going to frustrate a lot of folks. Yeah, but is that for every rank, like from, like, Bronze, or what, what do they call it? Rookie it, iron. it says when you reach the top of a rank tier. I bet that'll keep people from getting carried. Probably. Because I know that's a big thing in a lot of these games. Yeah. People will pay for someone to carry them all the way to platinum. Mm-hmm. Which, once you get past platinum, I don't think you really get carried. Because you actually kind of 
Gabby it's, it's kind of interesting. It says each time you attempt the trial after failing, you'll be given another game on top of the five attempts to try and complete the promotion trial. So your attempts could climb from five games to a total of ten if you've been struggling. Jesus. There will no longer be, oh no, there will no longer be any party restrictions for players at any rank level in a full squad, so anyone of any rank can play with whoever they want. In ranked? Yeah. So if you're playing a bronze, if you're bronze, you could potentially be playing with platinum. Platinum. So they don't have it where, like in Overwatch, it has. There's a cutoff. So like. Right. Right. The I think bronze through gold two levels, can all yeah. play together. Basically, anything above that is different. But yeah. That, I'm, that'll be interesting. I'm, I'm curious how that's going to work with their quote-unquote skill-based matchmaking, because I feel like that would make the skill-based matchmaking a nightmare. Yeah. Unless it's like a bunch of people that are playing bot loggies. I would love to play in bot loggies. But, yeah, I don't know. That'll, that'll be interesting. We'll have to see that for ourselves when that comes out. They're making some changes to the weapons. Um, I didn't see this earlier. The charge rifle will be adjusted to have better usability at range. The, it's pretty dope right now. Well, yeah. I don't, uh, it, may, it may be talking about the... the Bullet drop. I don't know because it does have a little it bit does of a drop. Have um, you might find this interesting. The bow check. It will be getting a faster draw speed and a tightened blast pattern. Oh, so like uh, if he hip fire it, it's got it's like shooting a shotgun kind of. Yeah. So I guess they're gonna bring that in a little more. And they reduce the overall damage for the hemlock. Wait, wait, wait. So is bow check no longer a cure package gun? Nope. Um, the 3030s hip fire spread was incre- increased with successive shots, so it can't be spammed. Okay. Um, one thing that we've talked about that you're really excited about the wingman will now be a care package weapon. Yeah. It'll come with digit threat, damage buff, skull piercer, and boosted loader. My goodness. Which that's handy, honestly. Everybody's going to be running to the care package for that wingman. Even though Core doesn't like boosted loader, it's handy. Yeah, I've never found the, the use for it. All care package drops will include one weapon. Um, and so you're incentivized to at least scan each package that drops to see if you'll want to go grab yeah, it. Wasn't it nice? Oh, it's got like the blue backpack and a shield yeah. bag. And you're like, wow, that was useless. Um, the craftable weapons, which are the 301 and the Volt, there will be no more digit threat crafting rotations. So the site will, the site will be on the ground. The turbocharger will be adjusted and reverted back to what it was previous to last season. Um, and then, and then, real quickly here, there's some changes to legends. Nothing really that dramatic, although you're a little sad about the change they made to Catalyst. Yeah, I know. Only be able to throw down two of her tactical spikes instead of three. Overall distance she can throw them is reduced. Her ultimate has a longer cooldown but the wall will have a shorter time being active. So longer cooldown, wait, longer cooldown, oh, but it's not going to be up as long. Correct. Because that makes a whole lot of sense. Respawn, you listen to this respawn? <laughs> what are y'all thinking? Help us out, the developers. we got questions. Bangalore's been nerfed. Duration of her passive double time. That's the one we're talking about where <laughs> someone shoots at her, she can run Which faster. We, the last few games you play, we've noticed it doesn't work as well as it used to. It really does. <laughs> it used to be pretty good. But that has been reduced, and her smoke grenades will not persist in there. So that her smoke grenades dissipate faster. Um, you know, that would be kind of nice, because I think they linger a little too long. They do. Cases. They do. Uh, unless you got digit threat scope. Pathfinder can now scan care packages even after the teammate has, allowing him to recharge his ultimate. Which is handy. Uh, biggest le- legend adjustment is Revenant. His ultimate extension time, where he, if he downs an enemy, his shield is recovered, has been reduced from 30 seconds to 3 seconds. My goodness. Which is nuts. What that means, those of you that are listening, his ultimate is his strongest ability. That means what used to take him 30 seconds to wait for it to cool down so he could use it again, he'll now be able to use every 3 seconds. That seems just unplayably broken. I, I, I don't see how that's going to... Everybody and their mama is going to be playing Revenant and Fuse now. All right, kind of sucks <laughs> if you're playing against someone who's actually going really good with the new skill set he's got. I'm it telling is. you, it, it's it's going to be we're going to be playing teams that are going to be Revenant, Fuse, and Conduit. That's that's what the teams are going to be. Yeah, 
excuses and complaining about this. Vantage's ultimate gives her six sniper bullets instead of five, and Newcastle's ultimate has an increased max leap height and cooldown on it is shorter. And so other than bringing in cross progression, that's pretty much everything we have looking forward to Apex Season 19. James, final thoughts on Apex Season 19? Excited about it? Kind of mid? What do you think? I'm excited. I mean, other than the fact I'm a little, a little disheartened, disheartened because of the, the yeah. what they did Rip, to my girl Catalyst. Rip Catalyst. Know, I'm still going to play her. Um, I'll, I'll be a diehard fan, you know, still. She's um, a strong character. Yeah, and well, most of the time we end up in buildings. Yeah. We, recently, anyway. She's still super playable, but... No, I think it's all, like, the characters that got buffs needed buffs. The characters that got debuffed needed debuff. Um, really no complaints. Um, and the cross progression's nice. So Yeah, my only real question is is the question of, of Revenant. Like, why? I don't understand. Because they're trying to get his pick rate up even higher. Well, yeah, I get that. Yeah, they haven't touched crypto. <laughs> you know, I still... I feel like the games I'm in, I still see quite a few people play crypto. I have not seen many crypto. It's seer that I don't see a whole lot. Yeah, people don't play C and people don't play really Watson very much either. I don't know, I actually play a lot of Watson. But, but yeah, no, Seer's okay. definitely kind of falling, off, falling down on the pick, uh, pick choices. Yeah, now. for sure. For sure. Um, Alright, so our next article here, and this is, this is going to be more for you, James, because like I said, I played Starfield but I, I just, I, I, I was really excited about it because I love Bethesda Studios and, and the, because they, they make Fallout, and Fallout is probably one of my top all-time favorite games. Three, New Vegas, Fallout 4, um, Solid 76 was a thing. Um. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, I, you know, it's funny. Me and Trent pre-ordered that game, and we both downloaded it and played it the same day, and we're like, wow, this was yeah. such a letdown. Yeah. So Bethesda is the developer that, that created Fallout and some other games, but Starfield is the big game that recently came out. And I was really excited about Starfield um, because I love Bethesda, I love Fallout, and I, I, was, I was basically, what all the hype was, hey, this is basically going to be Fallout in space. Um, it's, no. a, it's a free world or open world RPG, basically what that means if you're not in the gaming world is you can you can travel anywhere you want to go. An RPG means role-playing game. A role-playing game. So you make your character and you can have whatever background you want. You are, you are playing a role in a story. And you can make whatever choices you want. You can be good, bad, you yep. can be mid. And there are, there are consequences for, for all of them. Um, so this is an interesting article. Ex-Bethesda developer reveals internal debate about Starfield's scope. Now, my big thing with Starfield is that this is a really cool game. I could really see myself enjoying it. It's way too big. There's a lot going Way yeah. too big. So this article goes into detail. It says, Bethesda's former design director revealed internal debate around the number of planets in Starfield. Planets or systems? Well, both. Um, because they're talking about the number of planets, but they're talking about it in terms of the systems, which yeah. means more planets. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Nesmith, the lead designer of the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim and senior designer on Starfield, left Bethesda in 2021, and he told them, he said, initially proposed that the space role-playing game only have around two dozen systems. That was his original proposal. Which I think on average each system has... A dozen. A dozen planets. Yeah. Instead of what it ended up with is 120 systems. Which is insane to think about. Um, he said the point was made quite legitimately that once you've done one solar system, doing a hundred is really not adding to your work all that much. Yeah, I'm sure it's just change a piece of the code here where it's instead of it's you know jungle environment, Arctic environment. It's yeah, yeah sure it's, it's just my goodness. Oh, a hundred and twenty systems. Which one hundred twenty-seven or a hundred and oh God, one hundred twenty-seven systems. Multiply that by like twelve, and that's how many plants you got. My I'm not doing that math goodness. in my head. We're on a calculator at all, to be honest. But that's that's a lot of time. Yeah, I'd be curious to find out. Like, I this is a game. It's so large. I wonder if you ever could finish it. You could finish like the main storyline. No, I mean like for completionists that want to do everything. I wonder if you ever could. I don't know. About, it depends. 
Well, here's the other thing to like, put in perspective, too. Like, 12 out of the 127 systems, or 12 of those systems are where like your core missions and stuff are at. The rest yeah. of it's just there. Yeah. Not saying there might not be like this random side quest here and there, but really, only 12 of those systems are really going to matter to you, unless you're just huge in the space exploration, or if you just want to build outposts, or if you just want to build a Halo Pelican. And just fly around that? Yeah. Now, you know, there's another podcast that I listened to that was talking about it. And and the guy's point was was actually a really good point. He was like, you know, the thing about Starfield is there's so much to it that you can get in that game and play the game that you want to play. Yeah. He said if you if you want to just jump in the game and just travel around building outposts and getting resources and building your spaceship, you can do that. If you want to go and play the story and just get immersed in the story. You can do that. If you want to go and attack bandits and just shoot everybody, you can do that too. So, I mean, to their credit, that's a really cool thing. But I just, I, I got into that game and I, I, and I, what I played, I enjoyed. And then when it got to the point of, well, you need to build these outposts. Oh, you need, you can, you can upgrade your ship. Yeah. And then, and then the, just the skill tier menu of what to upgrade on your character. It's a, I will admit like the skills thing, there's a lot to it. It's sensory overload for me. I was like, but I, I kind of like, do you actually have to use the skills to upgrade them? Yeah. I don't know. Versus just unlock them and then you have access to them. Cause there's different tiers for each skill. Yeah. So like once you unlock the skill, you have to get, you have to do whatever the quest is for that skill to get it to like right. the next tier, right. which I think it's kind of handy versus you just get skill points and it's just yeah. land. I think it's a step in the right direction. It's one of the, one of the best. I mean, it's better than Anthem. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you want to get real, it's better than Anthem. I mean, yeah. I mean, in terms, yeah. like, I like Fallout 4, but Fallout 4, I don't feel like had the storyline that, like, 3 and New Vegas had. New Vegas is definitely the best. Um, that's debatable. Um, <laughs> oh, you didn't think New Vegas? No, no, no. Like, I, I like the story in New Vegas. But I'm more partial to three because I have a lot more playtime in three. <laughs> um, that you know, who doesn't want to make the super mutant do the thing at the end, and then that's true. Gives you bad karma because you sent that guy in there to do it when he's like immune to radiation. Like, why would you not? Send Although him to do that? But, Fallout Four is the only one that I've played more than once. I well, I've played it a couple different times, but like the storyline, the storyline just doesn't hit me like the nostalgic three in New Vegas. Don't get that. I get that. But then, I think, but yeah, as far as RPG goes, Starfield's a step in the right direction. It's doing things that no one else has done good. Yeah. And it was a complete game when it came out. It didn't have That's a lot true. of issues. It was playable. Didn't have the weird facial animations that we had with some other games. I mean, there there were some, some glitches, but, you know, as, as you and I have talked about before, you know, part of the charm of a Bethesda game are those glitches. <laughs> So I'm just walking here. Oh, now I'm learning this building. Oh, there's a chest here. It's a yeah. lot of money in it. Yeah. 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 So. But yeah, I think RPGs just need to kind of take notes from Starfield. Like, don't do too much, but don't do not enough. Mm. And then, you know, we got Elder Scrolls. It's probably going to come out with something soon, which I'm excited for that. That'll be nice, because I'm getting tired of replaying Skyrim. Because <laughs> I've... But yeah, Skyrim's a great game, but... I need something else in the yeah. fantasy genre to play. Yeah. Besides the same game I've been playing for the last God, <laughs> I've been playing. It was they've done three remasters on the same game. Like I can't even remember how many it's been. It's well, I mean, we we aren't far from Baldur's Gate coming to Xbox. Oh yeah, I think I do remember seeing something about that. Yeah, so I'm kind of excited about that one. But I don't know. As we were going through those articles, uh, there's hope Mass Effect might make a resurgence. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I'm excited for that. I nerd out about Mass Effect. Um, but yeah, but yeah, no, I think as much hate Starfield might get because of how big it is, it's still one of the better RPGs. Oh, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any hate for it. It's just it, I. I don't have the attention span for that that size of game. Hey, I, I mean, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so. So, any other thoughts on on Starfield? I think we pretty much we said it. I mean, so, this last article is just this is just a really sweet article for me. Um, you know, Disney is coming out with this hundredth anniversary short called "Once Upon a Studio," uh, and and they're bringing the genie from Aladdin back, but not the not but the but they that Robin Williams voice and 
the really cool thing about it is that they're not using AI to do it. They're, they're using unused voice lines that were already recorded and put in the vault from Robin Williams. So it will actually be Robin Williams' voice, which I, I've always had a great love for Robin Williams. I, there's not anything that I've seen him in that I didn't just dearly love. Um, he was a huge fan of Zelda. I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh, yeah, that's what he named his daughter's name. is. But did you know that they actually wrote him into Breath of the Wild? Yeah, he's... Oh, man, you had to ask me. There's I a know. non-playing character yes, um, at one of the little villages. Yeah. And it looks just like him. But so when they asked him... Disney said, we tried to take them on a journey with us to say, we've got this very special short that we're doing. Robin as the genie means so much to so many people, and we'd really love to involve him. And so it was just it was just really sweet. Um, director Dan Abraham listened to the outtakes from the original recordings, and he found these little sound bites that we could use. We went back to the estate and said, this is what we hope to do. Eric Goldberg, who originally animated the genie, is on the show, and he's going to be part of it. And it was wonderful to see that happen here. So this this project, Once Upon a Studio, uses a combination of live-action footage, hand-drawn animation, CGI animation to recreate, recreate, my goodness, 543 classic Disney characters. Uh, Mickey Mouse, Elsa, Anna from Frozen, Winnie the Pooh, Friends, Peter Pan. The short film is going to come to life at Disney Studios once everyone has gone home for the night with their shenanigans shining a spotlight on Disney's long animated history. Um, and so I just, I, I just, uh, I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm looking forward to see that. It'll be good to hear Robin Williams again. It's maybe some unused voice lines. You know, he's, he's just a beloved character. Makes me want to rewatch some old Robin Williams movies. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, this is Doubtfire. Yeah. Or like some more serial, like because he's in Good Will Hunting too, if I remember right. Uh, was he in Good Will Hunting? I think. I thought so. he was in Good Morning Vietnam. Well, that's a completely different movie. Than Good Very much. <laughs> Very much, but it's hey, great because Matt Damon's in Good Will Hunting. Yes. Right? Yeah. No, yeah. he's in it. He's the. He's not like a main character. He's the. Uh, I think he's the homeless guy, who's like smarter than half the people. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. he's because in Harvard anybody can walk into the classroom. I think because it's mm-hmm. one of those things like that. So. Or I could be wrong, you know. Don't bash me in the comments. <laughs> but so yeah, I just I, I was kind of looking through some articles and I came across this and I just, I got really excited. I think that's really cool that they're doing that, and I appreciate them doing it with authenticity and saying we're going to bring him back, but we're not going to use AI. Like for example, in Disney Speedstorm, the genie is in Disney Speedstorm, and like they've got a guy doing the VO. Okay, and. He's really good. Like, really? don't misunderstand me. He but is his name Robin Williams. He's really good, but but I I would hope I would like to think that even that individual that they hired to do the VO is saying I'm going to do my best to pay tribute to Robin Williams, but I am not going to be as good as Robin Williams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, but it's it's close enough to pass, but you're still like you're good, but you're not Robin Williams good. <laughs> so I don't. Any other thoughts on the Disney Robin Williams thing? I, I just I really enjoy the fact they're going to keep the authenticity of it. Yes, like AI. I mean, AI is very cool what you can do with it, but it's really like I'm I'm worried about what it's going to do for like actors mm-hmm. and even like the music industry. Yeah, because like there's people making like uh, like a lot of like Michael Jackson stuff that they don't have already pre-recorded. They're doing things with AI where they have him uh, singing, but it's not you know, it's AI. It's not actually him singing. Yeah, but they're just bringing a lot of. Uh, uh, song artists back from that have been gone for a while mm-hmm. and they're using their voices. I'm like, that's kind of like they're gone. Yeah. Like, why keep reusing these voices that, you know, they had their time. Now it's for something else, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. AI is a great tool. Just, we don't need to overuse it. Yeah, I agree. So I agree. Well, any other thoughts, James, on our, our gaming news articles, any other Things. And there's a lot of great things coming up. I mean, some of us might be happy about some. Some of us may not. Yeah. But uh, no, other than that, I mean, I hope that everyone gets something from this episode. Cool. Well, 
as always, there are many ways that you can support the Wesley. Uh, you can go to our website, www.tarletonwesley.org. Click on uh, resources and click donate if you want to partner with us in ministry and make a donation. You can sign up for our Wesley 1225. We're looking for people to commit $25 a month for, for 12 months or longer, but for 12 months. Uh, and, then, and then to pause each day at 1225 and, and say a prayer for the students, for me, for the Tarleton faculty, and you know, just the Wesley in general. Uh, we are going back to Costa Rica this year for our third year for a mission trip. And we're, we're always looking for uh, individuals, families, churches, small groups that can sponsor students to go on that trip. We once took a student on that trip that had never been out of the state of Texas before, so that was quite, a, quite an opportunity for them. Uh, so a major culture shock. Culture yeah, shock. yeah. And so if you would love to partner with us, we would love to partner with you. Uh, and, and as always, feel free to find us on any of the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Although the two, honest, if I'm being honest, the two that we use the most are Facebook and Instagram. Or you can just shoot me an email if you've got... I think you mean X. I do mean X, thank you. And I, what's funny is I just corrected Eric on, on the last episode. I'm still trying um, to use that. And so, yeah. If you have an idea for an episode that you'd like for us to cover, a topic, or you have a question, or you just have some nonsensical thing that you'd like for us to talk about, uh, shoot me an email, shoot me a text, send me a message over Facebook, or X, or, or whatever. So, I think that's going to be it for episode eight of The Pursuit. Special thanks to James Medley for joining me today. James, any of the thoughts or ponderings you'd like to offer up to our followers and listeners to think about between now and our next episode? Um, yeah, are you actually going to do the horse head mask for a month? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and a review, and... Uh, Maybe there will be some pictures posted of a horse head mask if we can get our hands on one. Who knows? Or send us a picture All of right. you in your horse head. All right, Ben, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, folks, we are out. And always remember, you matter. You matter. Because you matter to God, you matter to me. This world is most definitely a better place with you in it. So go today, and I encourage you to spread positivity and joy today. And work to change someone's world. Deuces.